Welcome to Sports Bites. Welcome to Sports Bites. With your host, Chris Joseph. Chris Joseph. Are you a sports fanatic who loves the thrill of the game and the delicious food that accompanies it? And then they had uh, chicken fingers, exotic chicken fingers. Join us as we dive into the world of sports and the delectable bites that make the experience even better. Whether you're in the stadium, tailgating, or watching from the comfort of your home. Get ready to satisfy your sports cravings with Chris Joseph on Sports Bites. On sports Bites. Let's dig in. Oh, it is time to dig in and welcome to another episode of Sports Bites. This is episode 37. I can't believe 37 episodes in and we have hit the final of the regular season in college football, except one game. We have the Army-Navy game coming up uh, in week 15, but we are heading towards conference championship weekend. We're going to discuss what happened. It was a crazy holiday weekend of football. Some of the games were just kind of unbelievable in how it happened. I mean, some of the stuff that went on, you can't write a storybook like this. But a fantastic weekend. I want to start off by saying... I hope everybody had a fantastic holiday weekend with their family, with their friends, with your loved ones. If you got to spend Thanksgiving with somebody, uh, you know, it's really special. It's one of those holidays that you get to spend time with people and you to show what you're thankful for. And it, it was a big, big, really fun weekend this weekend. And, you know, I didn't get to have Thanksgiving Day or Friday because I, I had to work Black Friday all day. So I listened to the Oklahoma game. I really didn't get to watch much of the Oklahoma BYU game or Oklahoma TCU, sorry. And was really looking forward to Saturday with all the games coming up. I mean, obviously, Michigan, Ohio State at 11 a.m., 2.30 at a couple of games. You had the Iron Bowl going on. You had Oklahoma State and BYU. So I think, man, you know, it's going to be a good weekend. Tell you a little bit about what's going to go on this episode. You're going to talk about what happened over the weekend and all the college football. I do want to mention that I smoked a turkey on Saturday. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to put, I, I compiled some clips. I'm going to put a little YouTube tutorial cooking review of from the process of getting it out of the brine bag, putting it in the smoker, letting it go all day, spraying a special little concoction of apple juice and bourbon on the bird. It was phenomenal. And I had a turkey sandwich today that it slapped. It was just so, so good. I'll go over my give him a six or six picks. Let you know how I did last weekend. I know one uh, I double lost on because I took Texas Tech to cover and I took Texas Tech for the upset. It didn't happen. They got absolutely destroyed 57 to seven. Texas on to the Big 12 championship game. But we'll start with Saturday morning or Friday morning. Again, not being able to see the game. It's the final Big 12 regular season game for Oklahoma in Norman. You know, a, a lot going on. It's Friday morning. But again, first quarter, a little back and forth. It's 14-13, Oklahoma at the end of the first quarter. Then Oklahoma scores 28 points in the second quarter. And I'm like, all right, this, this is what I want to see, especially with how TCU had beat Oklahoma last year. Dylan Gabriel, 400 yards, three touchdowns, one interception on the day. Uh, Drake Stoops continuing his onslaught through the Big 12, another 12 receptions, 125 yards. 
I thought what was really good was seeing Gavin Sawchuck once again continue to take the reins as the running back one at Oklahoma. 22 carries, 130 yards, three touchdowns, his long of 41. And then the young guys really stepping up in the receiving court. Nick Anderson, four catches, 97 yards. He didn't score, but Jade Gibson scored, and so did Brennan Thompson. Whew. Brennan's got a little bit of speed. Amani Bailey for TCU, kid can go. He was showing your shoe bottoms, really making, putting them up and down. But Amani Bailey, 21 carries, 150 yards. Josh Hoover, not really a fantastic day. I mean, he 32 of 58, four touchdowns, one interception. But it was a costly interception. Hoover to throw on first down, out to the right, sailed it, picked off, intercepted. Billy, Billy, Billy to the 20, spun around. He's still on his feet. He's coming back near side. No, he didn't. He did not. He's to the five. He scored. Touchdown. Billy Bowman stands on business. Uh, that's my man, Toby Rowland, the voice of the Sooners. In reference to the Spanish broadcast team with the Billy, Billy, Billy from the 100-yard interception return that Billy Bowman had last week against BYU. And then, of course, he stands on business, taking a shot at Eli Drinkwitz and his comments that he made towards Joss Heupel. But Oklahoma wins 69-45. They finished the regular season 10-2 and after a 6-6 and regular season last year. Still, vast improvement with a lot more improvement left to go. And, you know, the trajectory is going up for Oklahoma. I know there's some fans that weren't happy at certain, you know, you're upset kind of thinking now you got to wait to see what happens at BYU, Oklahoma State. You never should have lost to Oklahoma State. You never should have lost to Kansas. But again, if you would have told me at the beginning of the year, we're not going to go to a conference championship, but you're going to be 10-2, and two, I think Oklahoma fans would be happy about it. Next up, we're going to wait to see what happens with the bowl game. Latest projections I saw was Oklahoma versus Arizona in the Alamo Bowl. Who, who knows? You know, maybe if Texas gets into the playoffs, Oklahoma will kind of fall into that spot of a New Year's Six Bowl because of the name. Maybe play, you know, Ole Miss, something like that. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But again, Oklahoma finishes the year 10 and 2. Some big news coming out. I'm recording this on Sunday. News coming out today. Jeff Levy has been signed, hired, signed, sealed, delivered. He is now the head coach for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Now, Jeff Levy has drawn a lot of ire this year from Oklahoma fans from letting his father-in-law, Art Bryles, wearing OU gear, walking along the field. Not a good look for everything that Bryles was involved in. To sometimes his plane calling was coming into question, his love of the jet sweeps with, you know, and I'm sorry, but uh, Gavin Freeman, again, another muffed punt. And it's like when you're talking about the kicker Schmidt, and that's the best. If Gavin Freeman is the best kick returner you have, I'm a little bit concerned. And this isn't meant to be derogatory towards Gavin Freeman, but it's like it's becoming, he's got like the yips now. And it's bad. But Lebby, he's going to be gone. Of course, Oklahoma fans are worried if Jackson Arnold is going to leave with him. Jackson Arnold, of course, you know, number one quarterback in the country last year, dual threat coming out, commits to Oklahoma, been there a while. His dad made a comment last night saying Jackson is committed. He committed to Oklahoma, not to Jeff Levy. So, again, we'll see. You know, the coaching carousel is in full swing right now, but Oklahoma's going to lose their offense coordinator. Who should be up next? I, You know, you already got Seth Luttrell on campus. So, he's pro, you know, he's an OU guy. 
So he's probably going to get, you know, I think that's who's going to get the job. But I still think if you're Brent Venables, with what he has accomplished at the University of Michigan, especially these last three weeks, you've got to give Sharon Moore a call and make him tell you no. That's what I think. Whether he'll say yes or no, I, I don't know. Obviously, he might get some heat for a, a head coaching job with what he's been able to do. You know, he's he's beat Brian Day. You know, again, three losses in a row. Maurice Claret out there talking about that. We'll get into that when I break down the game, as they kept trying to call it. Still one of the biggest rivalries. I get it, but come on. So Jeff Levy's on his way to Mississippi State, Hale State. Of course, Oklahoma doesn't play them next year, first year in the SEC. It will be interesting to see how that transpires, who and when will Oklahoma face against Jeff Levy. But a lot of the fans, happy that he's gone. A lot of the fans really couldn't care less, so we'll see. Next up, you know, was was the big game. It started, the day started Saturday, you know, and I woke up, I put the turkey on, get everything going. It was Michigan, Ohio State, you know, and, and I remember as a kid, watching Desmond Howard hit the Heisman on the punt return. I mean, so many great games in this rivalry. Kyle McCord going up against J.J. McCarthy. And McCord did not play bad, but he made two costly mistakes. J.J. McCarthy, solid, doing what he had to do, 16 to 20, 148 yards, one touchdown. Blake Corm, oh, Blake the Great, 22 carries, 88 yards, two touchdowns. Travion Henderson had 19 carries, 60 yards. Marvin Harrison Jr. is, he he's just awesome. And what's crazy is I think Colston Loveland, the tight end for Michigan, is kind of like their Brock Bowers. Not saying he's the same as Brock Bowers, but he he's probably their best receiving weapon because Blake Corm's going to be the guy. Him and Donovan Edwards are going to be the guy running the football, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, especially as they, they're going to trounce Iowa. Speaking of Iowa, before I get... The next episode, I'm going to have Josh Helmer on. Josh and I used to work together at KREF in Oklahoma. Josh is now the managing editor of the Iowa Wire, and we're going to talk about the Hawkeyes. It's an interesting thing with the Hawkeyes, a 10-win season, but your offensive coordinator is going to lose his job because of a contract. We're going to get his thoughts about that, and of course, I'll ask him some stuff about Oklahoma, what he thinks about Oklahoma coming to the SEC, but we're going to talk and preview the Big Ten Championship and the Iowa Hawkeye version there. But Marvin Harrison, amazing. Marvin Harrison is amazing. That's all I got to say. Um, Jaden Fleming, the kicker, <laughs> I love this, right? So it's later in the game, and Fleming comes out to kick a field goal. Well, they Michigan calls a timeout. They snap it. He kicks it anyway. He's like, yeah, you know, he's confidently walking out. Yeah, yeah. Comes the real time. Shankopotamus misses it. Like, man, bad stuff. But I tell you, Blake Corum, that guy's a hell of a running back. Corum dancing. Corum breaks a tackle to the end zone. Blake the Great. Touchdown, Wolverine. Touchdown, Wolf. Oh, Gus Johnson. I, you know. I would say my play-by-play style was similar to Gus Johnson. I was very excitable, had a lot of fun calling the games. Um, but I, I, I enjoy football. I enjoy basketball when Gus is calling it. Some people don't like it. I know there's a lot of people out here that don't like Gary Danielson and some of those. So it, it depends on what your cup of tea is. But 
you know, I talked about Kyle McCord, 18 for 30, 271 yards, two touchdowns, but two costly interceptions, and especially at the end of the game, one that cost Ohio State. The wide receiver at the top of your screen. McCord looks, fires, intercepted. Rod Moore and Michigan will win the game. And and kudos to McCord. He he was standing tall in the pocket. He got hit. His arm couldn't complete the motion forward. But interception. Michigan wins thirty to twenty four. So again, one loss for Ohio State. Eleven to one on the year. But it comes to Michigan. Ryan Day's got three losses in a row to Michigan. People have lost their jobs in that rivalry for less. So pay attention. Michigan's going to go on to play Iowa, Ohio State. They're going to be in a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, they won't make the playoff. It just it's it's not going to happen. But you know, another big matchup, the Civil War, Oregon. I had talked about all year how I was not a fan of DJ Uyunglele and the Oregon State Beavers. Now, of course, their head coach has decided he's going to take the Michigan State job, maybe get a little more press, a little more notoriety than in Corvallis. Of course, Oregon State's going to be a uh, two-pack with Washington State. Just a whole bunch of stuff going on out there. But Oregon takes on Oregon State. Oregon probably... The hottest team in the country, other than Georgia, the way they're playing, 31-7. Bo Nix. To me, I think Bo Nix is going to win the Heisman. There's a lot of people saying Jaden Daniels from LSU. Uh, you know, you've put up a lot of, for me, empty numbers. And I don't want the award to be about just the numbers. And that's why I was hoping a Marvin Harrison, even Ollie Gordon. And, and you know how much I'm not a big Oklahoma State supporter, but Ollie Gordon should be in New York for what he accomplished this year. Going into, I mean, when you think about what happened to Oklahoma State early in the year, you lost to South Alabama. I mean, you got destroyed. And I made fun of them on this show. You also lose the next week to Iowa State. They were written off. Now they're in the Big 12 championship, and a lot of it comes on the back of Ollie Gordon. And he, he's a tremendous back. You know, one cut, downhill runner. He's going to make you think about it. But Bo Nix, I think, is going to win the Heisman. If I voted right now, I would probably vote Bo Nix. 367 yards, two touchdowns, and he found his main target. Trips at the bottom. Bo Nix rolling to his right. Now he's got time to throw across his body. It dangles in the air to Franklin. Touchdown, Oregon. Time stopped for a moment. Tez Franklin, one of the best receivers in the country as well. DJ Ui Ungalale. One interception, but he was harassed all day. All day, Oregon kept getting it. Now, they didn't. They only got one sack, but they harassed him all day. Oregon wins 31-7. Next up for the Ducks, Washington in the Pac-12 championship out in Vegas. So that should be, should be really interesting. Speaking of Oklahoma State, man, it came down to, if you're an Oklahoma fan, what happened in the Oklahoma State game, okay? If you're, if you're hoping for a Big 12 championship game, you needed Oklahoma State to lose. Now they're playing BYU. BYU is playing to become bowl eligible. They're five and six on the year, two and seven in the Big Twelve. They had just had a great game against Oklahoma out there in Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo. Played out of their mind. You're like, can they do it again? Oklahoma fans were hoping and praying that BYU was going to make the upset, and it started to look like they were. This is twenty four to six at halftime. Bowman had two interceptions, one for a pick six. That was bad, but Ollie Gordon again. 34 carries, 166 yards, 
five touch five touchdowns. And similar to what happened last week, Oklahoma State down. Find a way to come back. It, it you know, uh, kudos to them. Oklahoma State ends the year nine and three, seven and two in the Big Twelve. So they go on to the pack or the pack, the Big Twelve championship. But the game goes into overtime. Oklahoma State scores, BYU scores, and it goes into second overtime. Gordon scores. BYU has the ball. They're moving, but another mistake. Epps motions. Retzlaff's throw. It's brought in by the tight end Rex, and then taken away by Oklahoma State, and that's the ball game. A smart play by the Oklahoma State defensive back. Unfortunate play for BYU. Now Oklahoma State will go to Jerry's World, AT&T Stadium, to take on the Texas Longhorns. I think the spread's already come out at 10.5 for Texas, so going to be interesting. But for me, the, ga- the game of the day. And we can talk some Kentucky upsets Louisville. Louisville heading into the ACC championship. Take on Florida State. Florida State beat Florida. But their quarterback, Rotomaker, you know, I, I was thinking about the rookie of the year. Ru- Ruin Gardner, Rotobugger. 134 yards, but Florida State wins. It's going to be very interesting in the ACC championship if that offense can get going. LSU beat A&M. 42 to 30. Mike Elko now is going to be the head coach for AM, former uh, defense coordinator at Texas AM. He's going to take over there. Iowa State, Kansas State playing in an absolute snowstorm. Loved it. Tennessee Vanderbilt, who cares? That game went by fast. Clemson in a terrible game, 16 to 7. They beat South Carolina. But the game of the day, game of the day, Alabama Auburn. Iron Bowl. It's down on the plains. And, you know, this game, it's weird. And, and, you know, growing up in Oklahoma and then moving to Alabama and being around. Like, I tell the story all the time. When I moved here, people were like, hey, who do you root for? Well, I'm an Oklahoma fan. No. Who do you root for? No. I'm an Oklahoma fan. They're like, you don't understand the question. If you move to this state, you're going to be asked what your alliance is. Are you are you roll tide? Or you wore damn eagle. And it, you know, they the cliche of it's a rivalry. You throw the records out. Think back to two years ago. Bryce Young, that great Alabama. Auburn takes him to four overtimes. Bryce Young needed a 99-yard drive at the end of the game. And this game was no different. It's no different. The whole way. You know, Peyton Thorne, you know, not the best of quarterbacks, but man, he was running. 57 yards, and it seemed like more. He had a lot of sacks. He got sacked four times, which took away a lot of his rushing yards. But, I mean, Jarquez Hunter, 14 carries, 93 yards. Javarius Johnson was all over the place. Every time he touched the ball, he seemed to score a touchdown. But Jalen Milrow, is he making a case to be in New York? Because here's the guy that after the Texas game, Everyone wanted Jalen Milrow out here. And I heard a lot of Bama fans talk. They wanted him out. Get him out. Tyler Buckner, all these guys. He didn't play in the South Florida game. And now what he's done, his progression has been amazing to watch. He also led the team in rushing. 18 carries, 107 yards. Jason McClellan, 
15 carries, 66 yards. He got injured in the game. Don't know if he's going to be able to go against Georgia this weekend. I'll uh, let you know in the update show you know, uh, later this week. But a great game. Jermaine Burton, Isaiah Bond. Again, you think about you know, Jalen Milrose progression. Seven different receivers made catches. Seven. But it comes down to it. Auburn's leading in the fourth quarter. They're leading. It's 24-20. They're leading. The crowd's swag surfing like it's it's an electric environment. And then the final drive for Alabama, which it's something, again, it's going to go down storybook. You think about, you know, some of the famous games in this rivalry. Punt, Bama, punt. Honk if you sack Brody Croyle. You know, I mean, the kick six. Four overtimes. But here they go. Auburn, six and five on the year had just got absolutely demolished by New Mexico State at Jordan-Hare Stadium. You think there's no way they should even be on the same playing field as Alabama, but they have the lead. They force Bama to punt with four minutes to go. And then the cacophony of crazy began. Burnup's kick. More camps up. Fell down to the ball. Is out. Picked up. Can't run it. It'd be a muff. It's Jihad Campbell who scored on a fumble return the last time we had these guys. And what's so crazy is the guy's coming up to field the punt and went to set his feet to catch it, and his feet come out from under him. Ball is fumbled. You know, if you make that catch, maybe you can run out some clock, and you're looking at a huge upset. I mean, they're talking about Alabama's season being over because even if they win – against Georgia, no two-loss team had ever made the college playoffs. They get down on a long run. Milrow escapes on a scramble. Gets absolutely destroyed. It was one of those, those two guys hit. I'm surprised Milrow was still still playing. Excuse me. But it brings down a fourth down, and they lined up in that kind of the the brotherly shove formation. And I thought that they, they were going to do. Milrow trying to be heard with his front wall. And they're going to toss it to Williams. Rodell Williams has got a first down. So they get a first down. A great play. Great play. Had everybody fooled. And that kind of sets you up also. You got that on the film now. But you see that, so maybe they go with the, the, the tush push, the brotherly shove. Who knows? But they get a first down. But then craziness ensues again. They get a nice little, a little run. The next thing you know, Burton in motion and a bad snap or Milrow wasn't ready for it. He goes way down. Uh, uh, like, I can't believe as I'm watching this, they, they show him, he, he, you know, Milrow's back there in the shotgun. You got Roydale Williams next to him and it was the timing. Like he didn't clap, but as soon you see his head turn, just slightly to the left, phew, ball goes shooting past him. I'm like, oh my God. Here Auburn's gonna win the game. Third down. Milrow again. They're backing everybody up. Milrow escapes a little bit, runs across the original line of scrimmage, then tries to back up and throw it. So it's an illegal forward pass. Loss of down. Then comes fourth and thirty-one. That's all it is. 
But there's a lot of airspace to cover for Milro. Still looking. Firing. Near corner. It's caught! Touchdown, Alabama! Isaiah Bond! I cannot believe what I'm watching, watching this game. A two-man rush with a spy. It's fourth and goal from the 31. And I know some crazy things have happened in this game. The kicks, I know. But I hate that prevent defense, and you're not even paying attention. You know how long? Jalen Miller had the ball for well over seven seconds. And to ask somebody to cover a guy, and I thought what they did was great. They flooded the right side of the end zone, and Bond comes back to the left side, and there's an angle, and I, and I want you to go out and find it. Because people can say what they want about Jalen Milrow as a quarterback, but go watch the angle where somebody's standing right on that back corner pylon. Milrow throws a 35-yard dot to the back pylon. Impressive. Isaiah Bond. I mean, again, it's one of those games that's going to go down in the lore of this rivalry. The Iron Bowl, once again, provides us with some fantastic, fantastic drama. And, you know, I I know people that were there. I just, I'll tell you this, Oklahoma fans get ready. You know, it's going to be an experience coming down to Jordan-Hare next year. And I can't wait to see a bunch of you guys down there because I will be at that game. But Alabama now, they will head on to the conference championship to take on Georgia. 11-1. That one loss coming to Texas. Playoff spot possibly on the line. It's uh, it's going to be crazy, but I just cannot believe watching that game, what I saw. Absolutely unreal. Iowa beats Nebraska in the most Iowa way ever, and I can't wait to talk to Josh Helmer about this this week. You know, they had some problems with field goals, right? And <laughs> so they sent out Marshall Meter. Drew Stevens had missed some kicks in that game. They send out Marshall Meter to kick a game-winning field goal, 13-10 over the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Iowa will head to the conference championship game to take on Michigan. But uh, just a, a crazy, crazy Saturday of football. Now I'm going to talk about my give them a six or six picks. So my underdog, I took Texas Tech. I thought Texas Tech had a chance. They're going to, you know, nope. Absolutely destroyed. Thanks, Texas. Breaking my heart once again. They win 57-7. Arch Manning makes his debut. Gets on the field. Has a couple nice runs, a couple nice throws. Texas, though, 57-7. They head to the Big 12 Championship. I took them as my underdog loss. I also took Texas Tech plus 12.5. Well, that fell extremely short. The Civil War. I took the over in that game. Actually, I took Oregon plus or minus a 13 and a half, and I hit that. So I'm one and one or one and two so far on the day, right? I took the over. Uh, I'm sorry, I took Oregon minus 13 and a half. They won 31 7. Ohio State, Michigan. I took Michigan minus three and a half. Good cover there. Thank you. Iron Bowl. I took the over of 48. Is that 51? Thank you. The Apple Cup. I took the over of 68. They didn't hit. So I was three and three again. Seems how I, I'm always three and three on the weekends. 
but ah, it's been a lot of fun kind of following this year. I'm going to pick the bowl games. I'll pick the conference championships next weekend. Uh, I'll look at that heading into this week for my final show this week. Um, again, I'm going to have Josh Helmer on. We're going to talk about Iowa, the Big Ten Championship, and we're going to talk about the move to the SEC for Texas and Oklahoma and what it means for all sports because Josh is a co-host with Chris Plank. And, of course, Plank is the play-by-play voice for the Oklahoma softball team, does a lot of great stuff, and Josh, man, stays busy. Him and his brother, two of the best out in Oklahoma, uh, his brother Joey, they, they they both great guys, man. Can't wait to have them on. But it is now time for my favorite segment, and I know a lot of people out here love it. It's time for the food review. Where are we going to go? We're going to go to AT&T Stadium for the Big 12 Championship. Now, I've been to this stadium quite a few times. I've talked to people about it. You know, it's $12 beer day when you go somewhere, $90 to park. Just absolutely crazy. Been there for a couple games. Some Big 12 Championships. I saw Sam Bradford get hurt there against BYU. Saw a Big 12 Championship game against Nebraska. Saw a Cotton Bowl where Johnny Manziel ran all through Oklahoma. But always good food. But I don't remember the Heaven and Hell Burger. The burger with mac and cheese, Fritos, and... Okay, I'm in. You have me right there. Thank you. Pro Bowl, they've got like, uh, you know, like rice bowls. Korean barbecue brat. Korean sausage with onions, jalapenos, fried onions. <laughs> yeah. Quinoa salad. Get out of here with that crap. Grain bowl. Nope. Bent buckle. A cone filled with mac and cheese, jalapenos, and more. Sure, you could have your type of protein that you'd like. Crisp, a Dorito chicken wrap with ranch dressing. That sounds outstanding. Al Pastor tacos, signature tacos that you can get there at AT&T Stadium. Awesome stuff. You know, then they have your classics. Chicken fried steak sandwich. I love chicken fried steak. You can get some big ones in Oklahoma, Texas. Cowboy cheese steak. Eh. I'm not big on, you know, if it's not Philly, stay away from the Cheetos, mac and cheese balls, deep fried mac and cheese balls with Cheeto cheese. Uh, I mean, sausage supreme, protein box. But man, I'm telling you, if I'm there, the Heaven and Hell Burger, I'm going. The Bent Buckle, I think I'm going to try the crisp. Desserts there, stadium collectible popcorn. They have the Cowboy Ice Cream Sundae and Candy. But if you're heading out to Jerry World, AT&T Stadium, Texas and Oklahoma State, the Orange Bowl, the Battle of Two Ugly Oranges, hey, have fun. You deserve it. I'm just hoping Oklahoma doesn't even have to put that Big 12 logo on their chest this for the bowl game. I, I can deal without it. I'm glad Oklahoma is out of this conference and moving on. But, um, again, I just want to thank you guys. You know, you've made this football season a lot of fun. You know, we're not done yet. We still got the NFL season. Thank God the commanders got rid of Jack Del Rio after that embarrassment on Thanksgiving. But I tell you, a lot of people talking about the positive side of what Washington has. We'll get more to the NFL. We'll start to break down the bowls, have some more guests on. I might have Chad McKee on. The voice, Chad McKee. If you like bass fishing, you've probably heard him. He's done a lot of stuff for Sooner Sports. He's covering the basketball team. 
Jenny Baranchik has a really good basketball team. A lot of stuff going on in women's college basketball now. The whole uh, Bayou bungle, what's going on down at LSU with Angel Reese and Kim Mulkey. A lot going on. Big basketball, shout out to Porter Mosier and the Oklahoma basketball team. Two big wins. You knock off Iowa, then you knock off USC. Best team looking so far that Porter Mosher's had since he's been in Oklahoma. We'll see if that turns around. But that's going to do it for this episode. Again, everybody, again, thank you for all your support. Thank you for the kind words. Thank you for spending your time listening. This is a passion of mine to talk about sports, to talk about food, bring everybody together. And I thank you for all those who have reached out with your kind words and your support. Have a great day, everybody. And remember to always positively move forward. us on this delicious journey through the world of sports and food on Sports Bites with your host, Chris Joseph. We hope you've enjoyed the game day stories and culinary adventures. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And if you've got any mouth-watering sports-related tales or favorite game day recipes, share them with us on social media. Until next time, remember, it's not just about the game. It's about the bites that make it unforgettable. Stay hungry for more Sports Bites.